delighted to be talking with Mr. Jim Fern. Jim, you were saying? Yeah, I know. I was just saying I never thought of, uh, you know, I grew up in love with Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Peanuts, right? Mm-hmm. Reading the newspaper strip. Man, it was a big thing for me as a kid to go down to the, like two blocks away. Where I grew up, in, I grew up in New York, you know, Long Island, New York. And I lived two blocks away from the train station. You had everything around. I'd get my comics at the drugstore that had every comic book, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I'd go to the I'd go to the bakery in the on Sundays. And right next to the bakery was a stationary. Well, it was an eatery, and even in the eatery, it was a little diner by the railroad station. And even in there, it had the comic books and the newspapers, right? Mm-hmm. So I would, and our neighbor's son owned that that eatery. So I'd go get the go to the deli on Sunday to get the fresh baked rolls that me and my mom had. I never knew my dad, so my mom raised me. Two older sisters, but they were out of the house. And then, then I couldn't wait to get the the bread to go get the news daily newspaper, the Sunday newspaper, and over wrapped over was the comic section. And uh-huh. back then the comics were big, and the Peanuts was the first thing you'd see. It would fold over, you know, this way, right? So Peanuts would be the first thing. And that was like the biggest thrill for me as a kid. And I never thought of that as a profession, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you see it, you read it. You know, I knew who Charles Schultz was as a little kid. You never think of it as a job, like like a money-making career or profession, you know? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. and then a little did I know I'd wind up in it. I had no clue, you know? So, yeah. I, don't know what got, I don't know what got me on that, but yeah. Here you are at the drawing table, and uh, you said this is the place where sometimes you also fall asleep from time to time. Uh-huh. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It amazes my sister. I'm not married, you know. Uh, I've been single. I love women, but I just never got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, just have dogs. But my sister, I spent a lot of time with my sister. Who I'm in I'm in Florida now, and my I have two sisters, older sisters, and one of them, I keep looking at myself in the camera. I'm like, I don't want to be. How am I? Am I centered? Okay. So I have. It looks great. It looks great. <laughs> I think I have one sister just next street up. So we go every now and then. We go out and take a, a trip. And uh, I'm always at the drawing board, and I, I sleep at all different hours, and I never know when I'm going to need to nod off. And mm-hmm. I could sit in the passenger seat of the car like this, and just go to sleep. And that always amazes my sister. I used to go into New York City. Do a deadline, right? I'd, I literally would sleep, you know, three days a week, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I would go into the city, be on the train, and I'd just sit in the train like that. And uh, I, right here now at the drawing board, I'll, I'll just, like, I'll lean my head down, or I'll just sit like this and just conk out for a solid ten, fifteen minutes. Yeah, I wake up, wake up refreshed like that, you know. Cat napping. It's uh, is that part of the the secret of your success and work and uh, those boxes of comics that are behind you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time I I take a nap and wake up, there's another box. I don't know how I got there. <laughs> it just they just show up, you know. They multiply on their own, like yeah, dust, yeah. like the <laughs> dust in the place. Yeah, no, there's no. The secret is anchoring yourself here. You know, <laughs> you know I. When I started in the in the in the comic books, I had many. One of your questions was like my journey, the support, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was a multi-leveled journey. Like I said, I never expected it. 
So I'll give you a, a, a brief rundown. Mm-hmm. My uncle, I'm Catholic. My uncle used to usher in church down in Virginia. Now I'm up in New York. And he ushered with one of my favorite comic strips in the newspaper was Croc. You ever see Croc? It's like, uh, you know, B, B, you know, BC and the Wizard of Vid. You ever seen that? They're, uh-huh. little, they're still, well, Croc, there was like a group of guys who were friends. And Croc was started by my friend Bill Reckon, who I'm talking about, and Brad Parker, who did the Wizard of Vid. So that was one of my favorite strips. It was Wizard of Vid, BC, and Croc. And it, I never cut out the strips, you know, so I, I would save the whole paper. I would never cut them out. So I cut out this one, and I kept it in my, my little book as, as a young teenager, of this one Croc panel. And little did I know that my uncle was friends with that guy. Bill Reckon, who did Croc. I had no idea. So my uncle kept an eye out on my drawing because he wanted to be a cartoonist too. But then World War II hit and he wound up being a career pilot. You know, World War II, Korea, Vietnam. My uncle Frank, my mom's older brother. And he kept an eye out on my drawing. You know, the drawing thing runs in the family. And he wound up showing Bill Reckon, who they were friends down there in Virginia, my work. And then when my uncle thought I was my work was mature enough, he introduced me to Bill Reckon. I, I would go down for a summer visit. I was 15 years old. That's and I cool. was like, yeah, I was like, Bill Reckon, you know, who did uh, Croc? I said, well, you got to be kidding me. So he said, you're good enough now. I can get you a job, uh-huh. you know, with my friend Mike Roy. And I was like, you mean I could actually make money doing this? You know, this, this, is, a, this is a job. I had no clue. So as a kid, we grew up poor. You know, I would do everything, rake leaves and whatever I could for money. And I thought drawing for money, you know, how great would that be? So, uh, so I was 15. I didn't even yet, I didn't yet hit 10th grade. It was like the summer before I was to enter 10th grade. So I'm thinking, man, if I could, uh, if I could, if I'm good enough now and I can make money, I said, shoot. So I started, uh, drawing this portfolio thing to send in the DC comics. I, I was more of a, Superman, Batman fan, you know, mm-hmm. than I was, and then Spider Man. But I like, you know, I like DC Comics. So I drew this whole entourage of everybody: Captain America, Superman, Wonder Woman. It didn't matter. On this poster board, and I mailed it in. And uh, so, me being local to DC Comics, they were like in the city, which is like fifty-six miles away. I mailed it in. The next day, I get a phone call from DC Comics. You know, I'm fifteen years old. And the phone rings, and my mom picks it up and says, "Jimmy, it's DC Comics." I go, "I go what?" So I pick up the phone. It was Ernie Cologne, and they had a they had a book called New Talent Showcase. So I so you know my supporters were my uncle Frank, Bill Reckon, Ernie Cologne, who like he tried to tutor me. I go in there, you know, to do this, you have to learn. You have to almost be an architect, and you have to know anatomy, and you have to know so many different levels you know mm-hmm. i was a i was a doodler as a kid and uh this this takes you to a whole different level you you, you know it's people think oh you draw comic books isn't that fun you know say like, no this is work this is serious work uh-huh. so so i did all these i did this uh portfolio thing and i sent it in ernie cologne said come on in so i went in my mom escorted me i'm 15 we take the train 75 rockefeller plaza new york city uh-huh. And man, you talk about like nerves and then like a combination of 
happiness and nervousness and the whole bit. And we go in, and it's so it was the offices were so corporate, you know. But then there was all this artwork on the wall and everything. So he's looking at my work, and he's Marv Wolfman was sitting behind Ernie Cologne. It was like this very narrow office space. I think there were six desks, and they were in the back by the window. And man, I'm enthralled. That was the first time I saw original artwork, right? It's mm -hmm. a, Marv Wolfman was editing these pages. Of, he had like a pile of original pages. And on the top, it was Superman. And I know it was inked by Klaus Janssen. I'm looking at that going, I was just mesmerized. So Ernie Cologne's going over my work and he's saying, he says, you're good, but, you know, they don't feel like they're on the floor, that type of thing. So he says, do you know, do you know perspective? And I looked at him blankly and he says, you don't know perspective. I didn't even know what the word was, perspective. You know, 15 years old, I used to doodle, right? I said, no. So I went in about two other times. He was trying to coach me. Oh, and yeah. then, and I'm 15. And he says, oh, he says, no. He says, you know, work on that and then come back when you, when you have the perspective down. So, so it was a multi-level process. So I finally get my first job. This was 1980. So now we fast forward to 1983. I'm surpassing working with Mike Roy, going down to Bill Reckon, going to Virginia. I, my first job was with Mike Roy down in Virginia from New York. I, I moved in with my uncle. My mom stayed in New York. And uh, Mike Roy, if you look up Mike Roy, he did a lot of things. He had a comic strip called Angel. He drew the newspaper strip, The Saint and Nero Wolf and... Uh, he did House of Secrets work. You know, I mean, you know, he goes way back. He knew Rex Stout. You're a history guy. I hope a lot of the people who watch this know these names. But like yeah, yeah. Leslie Charteris, the same. He was friends with Mickey Spillane. Wow. Mike Roy. Yeah, Mike <laughs> Roy. So Mike Roy, I go to work with him. And uh, my first day on the job, he picks me up and he takes me into Washington, D.C. And he's got a 45-foot houseboat. Mm. That was his studio. So my first job was inking background in in the comics was inking backgrounds on a forty five foot houseboat, right? I mean, yeah. how fun was that? Yeah. And you know, and I was good, but the work for him dried up with the comic books. We did Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth twenty first century, twenty fifth century, and uh, it dried up. I did some other side projects with him. Went back to New York to nothing. There was nothing up in New York, nothing back home. So I pushed hard. So I had already had a relationship with. New Talent Showcase with Ernie Cologne. Sal Amendola took that over. Pushed hard with him, went to see him. He said to me, you're too young. I was 17 at the time. You're too young. You don't know the dynamics and this and that. And I'm like, ooh. So I, uh, Bill Reckon was good friends with Sal Buscema. You know who Sal Buscema is? Absolutely. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, little did I know his brother John lived near me, too. So that's cool. So you see, see, see what I mean about my digression. You only got twenty minutes, but just the one question <laughs> alone, we could do the twenty minutes. So my supporters were these people. So we get. So um, um, so I come back to New York and I I call Bill Rick and I said, Bill, there's nothing up here. I started working at a mail factory with my one sister. I'm, you know, I'm doing publishers clearinghouse, putting them in a mail bag to deliver. You know. I didn't, you know, so I want to get back into the art. I started doing portraits. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would do portraits in mall, and I in the mall, and I called Bill Rick, and I said I got nothing going on. He said, Well, he said, Let me get in touch with you. With, let me get you in touch with Sal Buscema. 
And I'm like, Salvia Simba. I said, holy man, <laughs> who lived down in Springfield. So I sent Sal a package. And Sal said, you're good enough to be an inker. He said, you know, I don't know about penciling. The whole perspective and people being in the, I had everybody floating. It's a whole other, it's a whole other mental dynamic to keep, to, to weigh people down as you're drawing them. Make it look like they're sitting in a chair or standing on the floor. It's like an understanding of gravity that you have to obtain through knowing perspective and everything. It's it's just it's mind-boggling when I think about it. And, it, and it's only drawing, right? <laughs> you would think I'd be curing cancer, but this is this stuff is mind-boggling. You know, it's if you don't instinctively know it, you have to really learn it. So that's what I mean yeah. about being chained here. You got to learn it. So uh, so I sent Sal Busema a package. And he goes, yeah, you can be an inker. He says, uh, I think you're that good. He said, I'll set you up to meet Ralph Macchio up at Marvel. Ralph wow. Macchio was an editor for I don't know what books, but I know he did this. He was a he was a writer for one of the, my favorite stories and Bizarre Adventures. Do you remember Bizarre Adventures? They had the I big do. black and white, the big big size books like Epic Magazine or Heavy Metal. So I went in with Ralph Macchio, and he just had me sit there. He was real nice to me and. Bob Harris, who wound up being, you know, editor in chief of of uh, Marvel, was his assistant editor. He, Bob Harris would just sit and stare at me. And uh, in comes this this guy, Jack Morelli, who was an in-house letterer, and he had these pages. Now I'm new to like original art and the process, so he had these pages that had uh, they were inked. They didn't have the background done, and they had like Pea, pea soup stains on them. Uh-huh. I mean, it was literally, it was literally like a green stain of something. And I forget who the penciler was, but the ink was Vinnie Coletta. And Jack Morelli comes in Ralph magazine. He says, "Nobody wants to do these backgrounds because of this junk that's on the paper. It's like nobody wants to touch this." And Ralph Macchio looks at me and says, uh, "Hey Jim, do you think you can ink these backgrounds? You know?" And I said, "I said yeah." So I take the I take the backgrounds with the pea soup. I go home. <laughs> now, meanwhile. I'm 17. I don't have a car. I'm taking the train, and I, I take this stuff home, and I'm you know I'm trying to flatten out the page because it's kind of warped from the, and I ink it, and I go in the next day, four pages I think, and I go in the next day, and uh, he was like, wow, these Ralph Macchio goes, this looks good, not to be confused with the actor Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid, <laughs> same spelling. He goes, these look good, and the the assistant editor Danny O'Neill came in, her name was Linda Grant, and there was another guy, I, I don't remember his name, but he was one of the older older guys from Marvel, sit there with a cigar, and we're discussing my work, and then I had some of my ink samples, and I pulled them out, and this Linda Grant from Denny O'Neill's office said, said I like you, and the, the guy on the chair goes, so, so who do you ink like, Terry Austin, Carl Potts, who do you think you are? He goes, who do you think you are? I said, I think I'm Jim Fern. And Linda Grant, Linda, yeah, and I'm only 17. And Linda Grant says, she liked the answer. And she goes, I I think I have something for you to to do. You know, she knew it would be my first job. So it was a six page Moon Knight story, right? Uh, Penciled penciled by Bill Reinhold. Mike Carlin wrote it. Mike Carlin, who became like a big Superman editor over DC Comics. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. Mike Carlin wrote it. I bring it, and the whole thing was I would, do, I would do it right away, right? I bring it home. I bring it. I mean, it was. I've never seen pencil pages before with the lettering on it, right? That was like a whole 
romantic thing. I mean, you you buy a when you buy a comic, you know, today a lot of stuff is digital, but when you it's like opening baseball cards, like a pack of baseball cards, mm-hmm. and you smell the bubble gum and the the fresh cardboard and everything. Is there's like a Garrison Keeler mentions that you know when he was a kid when he was going to buy the 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 new pencils and the new notebooks the the palpable smell and feel uh-huh. like buying a newspaper there's something to it right there's an ambiance there was it so when I you know when I had I looked at these so she, I didn't take them home she mailed me that so I got this package with the six page moon eye job to ink and it had my name on this sticker with a John Romita senior spider-man swinging in the corner that was their logo for and i it was like wow this was so marvel official and i opened the package and i was actually 18 at this time and there's these pencil pages on these you know these pages i don't even have a page in front of me but like this paper and it was lettered right so you got the black lettering the letter right on the on the artwork and you got the gray tone pencil underneath it was like that like opening up your first pack of baseball cards or Getting the news. It was like a wonderful ambiance. I call that the romance, right? The romance of, of the work. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at this and I said, now how do I do this? I had no clue. Absolutely no clue. I didn't know anything about what ink to use. None of it. I don't know. You know, I had a little idea. I did the other, I did the backgrounds, but like, what pen nibs, what brushes? I had no clue. So I went over to um, the local comic shop and the guy the guy who was always behind the counters, they're a little bit older than me, maybe my same age as me. His name was Jim also. Jim Fole, P-H-O-E-L. And we connected after all these years on Facebook. But So I go in there, and there was a guy talking to him. The guy, I remember that he had one of those cabbie caps, you know, those flat caps. Mm-hmm. And he had a members-only type of jacket. And he introduced himself. He says, he says hey, I'm Don Heck. I came in just as he came in. He goes, I'm Don Heck. I'm here to check the place out. You're having me a guest this Saturday. Now, do you know who Don Heck is? I do Don, know that name. I do know so, that name. So Don Heck, was the he's one of the four original Marvel comic artists. Mm-hmm. He was the first artist on Iron Man. Uh-huh. He, cre- he created from scratch like a handful of the, of the Avengers, like Silver Streak, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye. He created Hawkeye. And I knew who he was. And I walk in right behind him. I had no idea he lived right near me, you know. So I go, you're Don. After he introduced himself, makes nice with Jim Jim behind the counter. I go, you're Don Heck? And he goes, yeah, hi, how are you? You know, this is, I said, yeah, hey, I'm Jim, you know, blah, blah, blah. I got my first job from Marvel Comics. Oh, I, I had the whole package with the Marvel sticker with my name on it and the Spider-Man. I'm going to bring it to show Jim Fole at the shop. And here's Don Heck. I'm like, of all the luck in the world, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I pull the pages out and I go, Don. I said, uh, I never called him Don. I I called him Mr. Heck. And then he got irritated with that. He said, just call me Don. I said, well, how about Mr. Don? So I called him <laughs> Mr. Don. I knew him for 11 years up until the day he died, and I called him Mr. Don the whole time. <laughs> sort of like that Elvis Presley thing where he, he was always saying, yes sir, yes sir. That's the way I was. So I I pull. I said. I just got this job for Marvel, my first job. Now, in his brain, later on, I found out he's thinking, what is this punk kid doing with a, a job at Marvel Comics? So I showed it to him. I said, I'm gonna, I'm supposed to ink this. I don't know what to do. What do I do? And uh, he said, well, you can do this, that, and the other thing. And so we parted company. I go home. 
And I'm still choking. Like, I pull him out, I'm at the drum board. And uh, I said, son of a gun, I have no idea what to do. I was so scared. <laughs> so I go in the phone book. I look up Don Heck in the phone book. I, boom, there he is. I give him a call. I said, hey, do you remember me? We just met. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm still, I still don't know where to start. He said, well, he says, I won't, you know, he says, I got some time, not a whole, not a whole lot of time. Why don't you come over and I'll show you what to do. And I said, oh, wow. Yeah, I said, okay, great. I won't, I won't take up too much of your time. We became friends for 11 years from that day on until wow. he passed away. But I got, to, I got to learn all the little implements, the tools, the brushes, you know, sitting at the drawing board. You know, like I, I, I won't say he's, he was my mentor because I drew really well. I was good at drawing. But, uh -huh. but doing the books, you know, he, showed, he was a role model. He showed me the, the ropes, uh -huh. the fundamentals, you know. So Don Heck, th that was my string of support, right? That's I mean, awesome. you can't you can't get any better than that.